Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Gospel Underground Podcast. This is episode 50. 50! Men going their 50. own way. We're at 50. We're at 50. Okay. We are broadcasting our 50th episode live. Live for us from here at the Power of Change Worldwide headquarters here in Blacksburg, Virginia. Just years ago, I was at the Virginia Tech campus, and I said, hey, what, what room are you in, 1,050? And it was a football player. He goes, no, dog, 1050. 1050. I was like, all right, man. So this episode 50, we're doing it. We out here today. Is there a name for 50? In terms of the episode? Uh, no, like, uh, like, you know. Like some Latin phrase yeah, or something? Yeah, I don't know. Sure, surely there is. Like your golden, is that golden? Golden anniversary? <laughs> the golden episode of the Gospel Underground. Men going their own way. Well, we're not going our own way, at least not in terms of what we will be discussing in our main topic today. But Jesse, I want to begin our uh, podcast here today with our in or out seg- segment. So I've got some questions prepared okay. for you. Uh, we haven't done this in a little we while. We haven't done this in a little while. So the, right. the, the the premise of this is I'm going to ask Jesse a few questions, whether he goes in or out on them, uh, and he will make commentary on them. I hope you go in on all these. Um, but this is a little short segment to kick us off today before we get to episode 50, Men Going Their Own Way or MGTOW. We're going to talk about MGTOW, MGTOW. today. A men's movement uh, in modern times or maybe ancient times of men. Being intentionally selfish. Is that good or bad? We'll see. But in or out today, Jesse, question number one, favorite things to do in summertime? Ooh, in. I like to go to the pool. I like to go to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to, yeah, we got a pool in our neighborhood. Wow. And so, uh, so um, you know, it's a private pool. You have to buy pool stock. You got a little pool tickets or uh, tags or something that you have to No, they, but they know you, you. But they, they know, know you. you. Okay. There's a little sign in. Uh, yeah, so I like to go to the pool. You know, like I, I can come home at five and just go straight to the pool and meet my family there, throw all my kids around in the water for an hour and go home and have dinner. And their kids get tired in the pool. And then they get tired and then they actually fall asleep. Do you ever fight with your wife? Question number two, what's the most recent fight you have with your <laughs> wife at the pool? <laughs> I can't. I'm out. <laughs> you're not going to come? No. You're not going to tell us your business? No. Come recent on. fight with my wife? Oh, my gosh. Jesse um, and Jenny do not fight. So oh, we fight. Uh, oh, I don't know. Stay I out. Stay out. I'm it's staying safer. out. It's yeah. Stay out. Stay, go your own way. I'm going to go my own way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> number three. Uh, things that you do that annoy your children. Do you have any of those things? Oh yeah, everything. Um, tell jokes, tell stories, dad jokes. Dad jokes. Yeah, my my boys still kind of find me humorous, but my daughter, my older daughter, she's eight, and she has mastered the eye roll. Like, oh dad, so oh my gosh. Has yeah, she, dad jokes. Has she learned this from uh, your wife doing similar activities towards you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, probably. My my wife thinks sometimes my sense of humor is not appropriate, and my kids think it's funny, and so I put my kids in these awkward situations where, <laughs> <laughs> where if they laugh, if they, they get in trouble. <laughs> okay, that's All right, good. Women's World Cup. Are you watching? you not watching? Mm, so I'm not watching. I'll, I'll go in on this to say um, I would watch it if I could figure out like where where it was on, when it was on. Right. I just don't do a good job with that. It is on Fox and Fox Sports property, okay. so it's probably pretty hard to watch unless you have those. Yeah, uh, you can get an HD antenna and get mainstream Fox over the air. If I, like I, I do, them. I do that. I there have Fox. Go. So the U.S. games most likely would be on main Fox. I had to uh, 
I had to get, I, I was streaming TV, so I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. So I had to get FUBU TV for one month so we can mm. watch the Women's World Cup. And my, my girls are all into it. And I just want to clarify, this is not because it's Women's World Cup. You, y'all, y'all, okay. I, it's just soccer. <laughs> it's I just, just I didn't grow up watching soccer, I, but I enjoy it. Well, I don't know if you heard next question. The U.S. women's national team broke World Cup records, both male and female, I believe, and scored 13 goals on Thailand, okay? And, and uh, they kind of partied on them. They were scoring like 11th and 12th goal. They're sliding around doing elaborate <laughs> celebrations, which brought all kinds of controversy to the sports world. Are you in or out on the 13 goals partying on Thailand at the end of the game? I'll go in and, uh, and say um, I think it's complicated. Right. I mean, like it's it's there's a sense of being poor sports when you're pouring it on. And, and in particular, when you're celebrating. Right. Um, but it's the World Cup. And uh, when when your team has a tendency to sleepwalk through some of the easier opponents, sets the tone, made a statement, made a statement. But I, I probably would have done it differently if, if your kid was on Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I heard all the takes. I, I've kind of. Uh, yeah. open to whatever you know, on both sides of it. There's good arguments on both sides of this complex uh, issues. Okay, this is a little imagination uh, question. Um, it's one I'm thinking about uh, right now, so I want to hear what you know, kind of things that might be in my future. Uh, when your kids are grown, so that means when the last one goes off to college oh or, or goes to the Marine Corps, wherever they go, um, what sort of things do you want to be able to do more of? Like if you're an empty nester in the future, you and Jenny, what do you want to do more of? Okay. Okay, I'll go in. First of all, I it's hard to even believe that this could ever be a possibility. Because you just have, <laughs> you have a one-year-old. <laughs> I feel like by the time she's gone, the other kids will be around. I don't know. Uh, but I guess it'll happen. Um, okay, one would be to sleep through the night. <laughs> uh, uh, travel. I'd like to travel with my wife and like not have to... Um, have diaper bags. Yeah, or... yeah. Now, I actually, we enjoy traveling with our kids more so now than ever. Um, but the idea of being able to travel the way, Jenny and I used to travel quite a bit, you know, mission work and then just traveling yeah. before kids. We didn't have any kids till we were 30. Um, and so, uh, so that, you know, that part of just kind of recovering some of that. You kind of have memories of that that you guys yeah. would probably both like to revisit. Yeah, we, we'll probably travel to visit our kids. All right. Last what about you, man? That's coming up. <laughs> I don't know. We actually are creatively starting to think about these things. That's why I wanted to ask you. Um, yeah, I don't know. Travel sounds great. It really does. Being able to take my wife with me on trips when I yeah. go do something, I think would be really fun. Tack on a day or two in an interesting place together. Um, we just had college visits. We're we're doing four uh, within like 10 days. So we were Wake Forest, Washington Lee, University of Virginia, and we're doing William the college at William & Mary. Reed has tomorrow. very smart kids. <laughs> no, Kayla, come on, come on. They're I, smart. She's smarter than me. Kayla's um, smart. She's she's done well for her uh, academic credentials. Her test scores, her grades are awesome. So we're looking at. She's like, well, maybe UVA will be my fallback school. I'm yeah. Like, oh goodness. Yeah, I didn't get. Good. I didn't. Do, I didn't do college tours. <laughs> yeah. I was like. Uh, well, the community college looks great. Oh gosh, <laughs> she uh, she's I, yeah. I got recruited in the sport, so it was very different for me too. But she was like, "I love doing the interviews. I need to do interviews for everyone who offers them because I like talking to people." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'd be most, I'd be paralyzed, scared to death." Yeah. 
So, yeah, so we're starting to think about that, but also uh, thinking about this other question, since you have a one-year-old and you're already on it, but just in case you weren't, I wanted to ask you, are you already saving money for college? Because my goodness. I'll go in on this. Oh, um, goodness. I am a little bit terrified about how much college is going to cost us with four kids. Um, man, I hope I hope they're smart like your kids. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're hoping our kids oh, we're, are smart enough and get a lot of help. We'll yeah, see. It's yeah, still, uh, it's still in the balance. So but uh, we are saving. Um, we are saving for college. You know, we have. You know, we have family you know, parents who who will give every birthday for the kids, and mm. so that helps. It's a good not, idea out there, parents. Yeah, great idea. So you know, they get a hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks there, and we just sort of push in that off into fund. the side. Yeah, and uh, the way that we do this is through a Roth IRA, actually, and so. Um, that's a retirement fund, but it can be accessed for for education for your kids, and so without penalties. Kind of so, like a five twenty nine is for college, and if you don't right. use it, you can use it for retirement. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. And this is kind of the flip side of that, yeah. and and that's more of just because I already had one. Yeah, and so <laughs> I just was like, I'm just gonna keep loading it up, and then we will will hopefully have enough in there. Yeah. At this at this point. We could send a kid to college for a year yeah. <laughs> or two. <laughs> the inflationary rate of universities has been quite shocking. I think everybody's talking about it. Um, certainly the loan uh, crisis. Where yeah. We've even been looking at articles of, is there a college loan bubble where that thing's going to pop like mm. the housing market did and see see what's going to go down with that and whether college degrees, you know, you can overpay for these things as well. Right. That, that, you know, one is so much better than the other, but it's not always the case. And so... Yeah. We're certainly praying about that, man. Hopefully they'll get some help, and uh, we're trying to get them through with no loans, but uh, we'll we'll have to keep praying and see how we can do that by going our own way. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little different. Our main topic today, Jesse, thank you for sharing everything but your most recent fight yeah. with your wife. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll get that out I'm of you Too smart later. for that. Yeah. <laughs> You're too wise, right? <laughs> too wise but for that. The, our last episode, we talk about That's gray right. hair being a crown of I, wisdom, be wisdom being earned. You've earned some wisdom. Yeah, about, yeah. Uh, Yesterday, I was uh, standing around, and my wife, Jenny, was looking at me intently, and I thought, oh, she's checking me out. She's longing she's for She's longing my for me. But no, <laughs> she said, you have a white eyelash. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so what's that do for you girl <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to pull it yeah <laughs> get away from me that's, old that's person. wisdom old person yeah well jesse you mentioned you were married i am married well men going their own way they don't want to get married or if they are married they want to get rid of uh, their wife perhaps and go their own way what i'm talking about here guys is something i ran into on an interaction on social media not too long ago, I was seeing a friend from high school who had kind of overcome an addiction through a program which actually led her to faith in Jesus, which was really exciting. And she was sharing her baptism story. Hey, I'm being baptized this week. Come out if you're in this hometown. Come out and support me. And people were just basically giving you know congratulatory remarks along uh, the Facebook comments. I was reading along a, a few of them, and I noticed somebody said, hey, I'm uh, that's great for you. I don't really believe in that, but... I've kind of found my own freedom, hashtag MGTOW. And of course, being a somewhat curious uh, person, I looked into this and my goodness, uh, uh, MGTOW, men going their own way. You can look up MGTOW.com and find a little bit of, of a, I guess they wouldn't call themselves a movement because it's about individuality and not movements, uh, so to speak. But uh, here's how they describe themselves. Men going their own way is a statement of self-ownership 
where the modern man preserves and protects his own sovereignty above all else. It is the manifestation of one word, no. All right. So we want to, they say they want to eject silly preconceptions and cultural definitions of what a man is. We're looking to no one else for social cues, refusing to bow, refusing to serve or to kneel uh, for the opportunity to be treated like a disposable utility and living according to his own best interests in a world which would rather he did not. In other words, men going their own way is common sense for men. And they stress this word sovereignty, meaning supreme authority or power, autonomy, independence, self-government, self-rule, self-determination, freedom, men being self-governing. Now, this is very, very interesting because... It's very hard to nail down. It's like a piece of jello on a table you're trying to put your finger on. What is it, MGTOW? I spent a lot of time on this website reading frequently asked questions, taking, looking at taking red pills. That's one of the metaphors they use about going down the man, going his own way, uh, tunnel, so to yeah, speak. Coming, yeah, seeing the Matrix. Yeah, a little Matrix reference. Mm. Um, testimonials about men making choices uh, that, quite frankly, are, is glowingly, unabashedly selfish. And the common themes seem to be the rejection of um, the gynecological uh, world, a uh, world dominated by women, um, a rejection of marriage, uh, carte blanche, that's kind of a universal principle, or choosing not to marry, um, uh, heterosexual and homosexual men going their own way, uh, but not marrying women for the reason they say is that when you get married, Everything is against a man. Your time belongs to someone else. Your money belongs to someone else. If you have children, you certainly belong to them. Uh, your wife, she can divorce you and take half your stuff. So why would a man sign up for that? And then certainly even um, child support laws after divorce are slanted, quite frankly, in these people's minds against uh, men. So. What in the world, Jesse, looking at this? Now, there's a common thing as a rejection of feminism as well, um, in the sense that, hey, men can make their own choices, maintain their autonomy from these things that would hold them back, hem them in, cage them up, so to speak, uh, and men wanting to be free. Now, I start asking myself some questions, right? Because like, there are some versions of feminism which try to eradicate the differences between men and women or, or perpetually present men as unneeded or uh, even just only toxic and hostile to the universe, so to speak. Uh, those versions of feminism I certainly recoil against as well. But there was a little something else happening here. And so I began to ask my, myself the question, what is going on? with these men who want to go their own way. Did you take a, take a look at this website a little bit, Jesse? I, I, I did. I, I confess I didn't know anything about this uh, until today. And we're bringing it out to our friends and listeners on the underground. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, so I've been, I've been dancing around their website and, and reading uh, articles. You know, the BBC did a report on them. And mm -hmm. uh, it, this it's just, uh, it's wild. Yeah. Common in the UK, it seems. Yeah, or growing in yeah. the UK. Yeah, and uh, and 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 there's a whole man manosphere. Yeah, the manosphere. The manosphere yeah. of uh, which seems to be mostly um, social media, media, Reddit, 
and then and then potentially like local areas um, where guys connect guys and connect give each other pointers and uh, yeah. tips for the manosphere of how to go your own way and your own way could be very different it's so they were say we're not trying to be a movement yeah. we're trying to say this is the one manifesto they're not activists um, they're not uh they're really more all about individual autonomy and self-sovereignty that's right yeah so i asked the question why some of this could be happening and so i'm going to be a little bit risky for a moment and maybe even try to affirm some of the feelings maybe that guys are having today. No, no, I'm not at all going to land my plane. You're, you're not in, uh, you're not MGTOW. I'm are not you? MGTOW. Okay. I'm a married man. I have children. I'll share a little bit more about that towards the end, Jesse. But, um, why could this be happening? Well, uh, if you remember one of our episodes we did called man up, uh, noticing some of the cultural hostility yeah, uh, and even the fact that men are falling behind, especially young men uh, in our culture. And there's just a certain uh, lack of desire and neediness for masculine men uh, in our culture. Um, certainly uh, prolonged and, pro, you know, maybe dishonest narratives uh, coming out of the feminist camp, right? Saying like, hey, if, if two people are a nurse, you know, the guy automatically gets paid more. Maybe that's not true, uh, but it's certainly uh, stated as true in the world many times. Um, masculine spaces, um, you know, men doing men's stuff that they want to do together can be uh, unwanted. And there's certainly certain views of marriage uh, in our society, marriage as romantic coupling, right? where you get married because you're in love and you make all these promises to each other uh, and then a man feels entrapped by it. Certainly being married for money or a kind of an accessory of life to make me happy. And a lot of guys saying, well, maybe this is just designed to make women happy and maybe not us. But whether these are good views of marriage, I, we certainly don't think so. But there are these shallow views of marriage. And I've seen this where young men get married and they kind of marry to have kind of a a new mom almost where woman makes more money than him. He takes care of him. He stays, he just chills uh, and kind of feels bad about himself. So there, there are some cultural reactions happening uh, from this movement. It seems against uh, the positioning of men in our society. What do you think about some of those uh, cultural feels that some guys might have if they start saying, wait, wait a second, what am I doing here? Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. Uh, you know, as we talked about in the Man Up episode, and and we've talked about off off offline before, uh, that there are some some things that are uh, they're tapping on something. You know, and this is this seems to be part of the cultural moment, kind of in the last five to ten years, anyway. Right. You know, whether it's uh, nationalism and different things like that, but there there just seems like this way this tidal wave of. Um, reacting yeah yeah we're we're in the we're in the we're on the backswing of the reaction time and this is yeah so you can you can kind of see like okay let's i wish you guys would have just slowed down a little (laughs) bit (laughs) sought some other counsel here yeah not gone your own way yeah Um, even even i saw something kind of a cultural meme that went around the twitter yesterday it was keanu reeves only saw some of these pictures of Keanu Reeves hugging and standing with famous women or people wanting to take pictures with him. Mm-hmm. And quite literally, like, you know, he, he's, you know, where you would stand behind someone, have your arm around two girls. He's got his hands flat and not touching anybody. 
and it's clear, clear a couple uh, pictures were put up of him and they had like yellow arrows pointing at his hands because he was like, I'm not touching anybody. I'm not yeah. making any contact that could be misconstrued because obviously he didn't want to be accused of anything and take no risk. And some people were like, oh, this is crazy. Why is he doing that? It's so cold. Or or people are saying, well, that's wise. He's 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 not he's not trying to be out here getting in trouble with anything. Um, and so even that was a telling scene of how guys might feel uh, in relationship. Now, what we want is for men, at least what you and I want, we've talked about this, men, yeah. I want this for my son, I know you do for your sons, to have a proper respectful view of women, right? They're not, they're not objects for your own That's right. lust or your objectification. Uh, they're equal in value, creating the image of God with us. They're the Bible says, right, uh, partners with us in the gracious gift of life. Um, but there's a little bit of oddity when we are eradicating all views of what a man is or a woman is, and but yet we're putting all the societal pressure on young men. I think some of them just want to say, I'm out. And they've created this little thing called MGTOW, hashtag MGTOW. Find it out. Look at it on, on social media. You'll see uh, it's a little bit a little bit crazy. It's no, a, it's kind of a lot crazy. It's a lot crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's my attempt to understand it a little bit. Um, and now I have to give my critique. Yeah. Let's critique. <laughs> okay. Um, this carte blanche rejection of the, of marriage as a whole, um, I think is terrible for men. And, and look, they're reacting, well, marriage domesticates men. That's good for men. Well, they say, well, only women say that. Well, there's something about, uh, the 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 growth maturity and from a Christian perspective the sanctification or life change of men from being married that's very good for us. Um, first of all, God made uh, male and female. He doesn't despise either sex. He made us to complement one another. He made us in the image and likeness of God together to be in relationship with with Him and one another uh, to bring forth children together uh, and then to grow in 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 godliness together. And this is by design, right? So any kind of MGTOW that just rejects marriage, uh, we're not going uh, that way with anyone going their own way. And I'm not just saying that to try to pick a fight, but I'm saying we're missing perhaps in our shallow views of marriage or the way that modern people, men and women, see marriage, we're missing the true uh, unity of a covenantal committed union where we receive from God together and lead out in the world together for the sake of the coming generation even that's right yeah on on the on the dot com frequently asked questions uh what do, what do you think about marriage uh one of the response there are many possible responses one is is that a proposal where's the ring we're not even sleeping together better be nice minimum five carats and up as if to yeah uh, twist turn the the conventions around to yeah, say you want me to do oh that? well then you yeah. should be proposing to me but here's the next one uh, why have a wife when I can have a life? Yeah. And uh, seems seems to be quite a, quite, I mean, it is just such a misunderstanding. And of, they would probably reject happy wife, happy life. They would say, have a wife, have no life. Right. That's right. Yep. And yet, and yet marriage is good. Yeah. 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 Marriage is good. So we got a problem with that. Um, and certainly saying that marriage cannot be life is just a, is just a rabid endorsement of selfishness. Selfishness. Which again, yeah. seems to be my second, my second critique here is that men are designed. Now, some of the ladies are going to hear this. 
Um, and they're going to think, oh, yeah, of course they are. They're pathetic. Right. And there is a there is a way where you can say that, ladies. But men are designed to be needed, um, not discarded, right, uh, nor disconnected. So there is a problem in the modern world where men feel they are not needed or they're only needed to be used by others. And so and then there are many that just want to discard men. Well, men, men are all toxic, certain views of feminism that just don't desire a real masculine influence in the world. Um, and so this is a this is a problem because guys uh, get frustrated. Right. Um, and but. A disconnected man being selfish uh, unleashes all sorts of pain on people, whether it's using people for their own pleasures, uh, using them for their own utility. Um, Certainly women and children don't need this from men. And men don't need to go their own way in the sense to be disconnected from community. Um, Guys certainly need other men, but they also need women. And they need other men who care about loving and serving women and children as well. And I, I will say something to the ladies at the end, but this this design to be needed or to not be alone, again, goes back to creation. is not good that man will be alone. I'll create a helper suitable for him, fit for him, fashioned for him. This idea that male and female fit each other is not the design of culture or uh, hyper-patriarchy or feminism. It is the design of our creator that men are designed to be needed, not discarded, nor disconnected or alone. That's right. And, you know, even even that picture of uh, male and female, um, there's a sense in which there's discontinuity between between the man and the woman. I mean, that's just the way it is. There's a difference. There's a yeah. difference. Uh, and uh, and yet there's a fittedness. And, yeah. and then throughout the scriptures, we have this picture of uh, the kind of community that we need is not a community of uh, total sameness. And so what what these guys seem to be grasping for is that it seems like they know I I need community, but that community needs to be I need to be autonomous. I need to choose. And then it needs it it needs to align like almost a uh, a group group think where we all we all have have the same thought about this. Right. And And it it has to be like that marriage is going to subjugate us. Yep. Yep. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it it doesn't seem to be very incarnational either as far as. uh, Flesh and blood, real people, uh, seems to be more online. That's right. So marriage is good. Uh, we're not designed to go our own way. We need to find a different way together. Um, third critique I have of uh, Mr. MGTOW uh, is self-sovereignty. This idea that uh, was even in what they were, the main definitions on MGTOW.com, they even made a point to break out the definition of sovereignty after they gave kind of what, you know, common sense for men. And so holding on to this, uh, self-rule uh, is so so important to this group. And, and here's the problem. Um, in my experience and from looking at uh, the scriptures, self-sovereignty is bankrupt, um, mainly because there is a self-sovereign one, one who is uh, certainly going his own way, uh, the creator of all things, mainly God himself, right? Males and females aren't designed to be self-sovereign. Uh, God is. And so submittedness makes sense when we're under a trustworthy and good leader, right? Uh, And and look, I fear uh, submitting my sovereignty to an idiot or or a man or a woman that's going to beat me down or or not have my uh, interest in mind. But to to say that I'm worthy to lead everything uh, in my world 
is a little bit scary because human beings tend to be foolish, need uh, input from others, need wisdom, um, and certainly our choices. Uh, they're not just randomly happening in the world. They're aligned to our desires. And so what way are we going when we have self-sovereignty? Well, that, sh- that could really blow with the wind. That's right. You know, that, that whole idea is a bit like, uh, like a snake eating its own tail. Like sure. you're, you know, if uh, there's nothing to stand on here and they're lashing out against something and striking, but it's just circling back around, you know, uh, I was, uh, this makes me think I've been reading a, uh, Flannery O'Connor yeah. and she's, she's you mentioned her. Yes. Uh, uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I re- recently read a biography, uh, that talks about her, um, the way that she writes characters in order to expose this so that like her fiction itself is exposing what happens if you go this way, if you go your own way, if you right. go this self-sovereign right. way. Uh, one of our characters, uh, Hazel Motes, in, in the book Wise Blood, which is a very strange novel, uh, even goes so far as to ch- start, uh, oh, what's it called? The Church Without Christ? Uh, the, yeah, I think it's called The Church Without Christ. Um, uh, really preaching self-sovereignty. And yeah, it just, yeah. uh, you know, and, and part of me thinks we need better better art yeah, in our in our yeah, current yeah. world that exposes this that right. shows what happens when you go your own way you know it's not surprising that you know you see this movement in the UK or in or in the United States uh where this idea of freedom in the west is such a uh common theme that we want these self determination we want this self sovereignty we don't want to be under others certainly not an oppressive others but the biggest problem with self-sovereignty is that it's a tacit denial of love itself. Mm. Because love, if you, if you take love as willing oneself for the good of another or, 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 or offering yourself to, for someone else's good, uh, you cannot live a life of selfishness and self-sovereignty. Now, I think this might get to a little bit of what's going on with some of these men mm. is that the lack of love in this world, true love, true compassionate love from God and from from women treating them well, or maybe their own daddies didn't love them well. Uh, when you have that lack of it, you get hurt and then hurt leads to I'm going to seal off my yeah. life and go my own way. Yeah. And so uh, it reminds me of C.S. Lewis quote I didn't put here in the in the notes um, about the four lo- in the four loves where he says, if you love anything, your heart can be rended, even broken. Love always involves risk. And so uh, I've shared that quote with my kids many times because life, when you submit to someone else, when you love someone else, which is kind of an act of submission, um, you you will be hurt, mm-hmm. right? People hurt each other, happens. Uh, we have to, and, but that leads to, in, in a mutual relationship, to forgiveness, restoration, which are some of the most beautiful. That's right? life. That's the beautiful human yeah. things, right? And it's a very divine thing where God himself chose to forgive those who wronged yeah. him because he loves them. And so Lewis was so right to say that, you know, if you don't want to be hurt, seal your heart off in the casket of your selfishness from all things. Give your love to no one, not even an animal. And he says the only place that someone can be fully saved from the perturbations of love is hell. Mm. And he's not trying to be shocking there, but that's what happens when we keep going our own way, going our own way. Mm. We isolate from uh, relationship. We isolate from love. And ultimately, Self-sovereignty isolates us from the love of God. Yeah, that's right. Lewis works that out even more in his book, uh, The Great Great Divorce, Divorce, right? Where uh, in the picture of hell, the the kind of dreary, bleak world where 
everyone is going their own way further and further, further from the center from the center and yeah. from others and got napoleon out yeah. <laughs> pacing pacing and pacing and pacing that's right, that's right. and i i might even go as far as say that sin is kind of yeah. the ultimate going our own way um and self-sovereignty separating ourselves from the love of god um so marriage we're for that god's for that men designed a certain way and it's not to be disconnected self-sovereignty bankrupt and then fourth i think one of the critiques i saw here is that there is a perpetuating the war between men and women but yet from a different side like you might say radical feminism of sort sorts might uh be a a kind of a a front on the line between the war between men and women or if you look back to the little rascals where they had a a he-man woman haters club right i love love that from the little rascals there are there is misogyny in the world there are uh, men who have not seen women correctly in the way that they're designed and made in the image of god and so Men going their own way. Well, is it feminism? No. Is it kind of patriarchy? Certainly not, because there's no fathering involved at all. Um, Well, what is it? But it is another front almost open on this kind of disjointed battle, which I think pleases uh, those who hate humanity to see men and women actually at odds with each other perpetually. Hmm. Uh, Where God has maybe made marriage and men and women for each other, and even in families, husbands, wives, sons, and daughters, Uh, siblings in a family to be kind of uh, thankful for who we are, who God has made us to be. This seems to be like opening up a new kind of front uh, based on masculine selfishness in kind of the battle of the sexes. And I think when the sexes battle, uh, none of us really, really wins. Hmm. Oh, my, my final critique, uh, (laughs) just uh, maybe we'll quote uh, maybe an REM song. Say the end (laughs) of the world as we know it. And the man going his own way, maybe he feels fine. Well, I, I think if we all lived this way, right, it's really the end of civilization. Um, man, it's, it's, it's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. If everyone went their own way, right? Um, this is described in the Old Testament book of Judges where each person did what is right in their own eyes. Uh, in the chaos uh, that kind of um, ensues when people really go their own way, Um if all men did this, uh, they would all be parasites on others, right? Uh, just sucking off life from civilization for their own autonomy and pleasure. If all the men decided tomorrow to go their own way, uh, families would be ruined. Uh, the future generations would be ruined. Uh, but it seems like in a, in a world of plenty, maybe like the UK and the United States, maybe some of these men can do that. And what they really are is parasites. So sorry if you're listening to this and you're going your own way. Just called you a little blood-sucking leech on civilization. (laughs) Um, Because really what we need uh, is men going some way. Maybe it's different than the way we see uh, relationships between men and women. Maybe some of your frustrations are warranted. Maybe you do see marriage as a trap, but there is a different view. Now, let me me pause for a second before we wrap, Jesse. And... uh, Go back to the the old uh, old spice commercial where the brother said hello, ladies, mm-hmm. uh, and, and gave some uh, some love to the women. Uh, I do think uh, that women need to pause and look at the way that they affect men today. Now, obviously, women have always affected men in many ways. You know, uh, 
made them temporarily insane, made them uh, full of virtue and honor, um, made men rise up to their best selves at times. Um, women have a great effect on men. As I used to say this in weddings um, that I would do, Jesse, where I would say to the woman, I was like, your voice now is one of the most powerful voices in this man's life mm. uh, because your belief in him, your affirmation of him, your encouragement of him can make him into something better than he can imagine. And at the same time, your destructive words, your cutting words, your uh, belittling words can really destroy this man. Now, again, people say, well, why are men so fragile? Well, this is the way men are made. They're made to be needed and they're made to be uh, in relationship with women and children. But women can have uh, a positive effect on the man or not. So, lady, hello, ladies. Um, I want to encourage you to honor men. And affirm them in their uniqueness. Men are all different. They have different passions and interests. Uh, but when they're affirmed by women in their lives, whether you're a sister and you have a brother, or whether you have a young boy and you're a mother, or whether you're engaged or married to a man, your honoring of them and affirmation of them will be mm. such wind, almost divinely designed wind mm. in their sails. Secondly, I think you've got to allow them to be males. Uh, men, we, we talked, uh, I shared an episode uh, about how guys typically connect in activities. You're doing a job together, playing a sport together. Guys need to have connections, connections through work, through hobbies and through friends. And, and women who fight that, uh, are making men feel trapped and perhaps and encaged by the female. Uh, if you're married to a man, you're not there to be their mother, right? Uh, and you're not their Lord and savior in life either. I think allowing God to be their Lord, uh, someone else to be their mother. Don't, don't get in a fight with their mom. We don't want to do that, ladies. It never goes well for anybody. Um, you can keep keep a place as uh, they're, they're a deep blessing mm. in their life. Um, ladies, don't use sex to manipulate men. The Bible actually has a, a beautiful view on sex. Uh, there's an old school term of kind of this mutual rights that we have in marriage where we serve one another because we love one another. We're not using sexuality to manipulate, to engage or, or trap men. Um, and certainly uh, men should honor women sexually with, with virtue uh, and uh, love and not simply taking. And then finally, um, marriage. We need to all look at the institution of marriage, which is trans-religious, uh, uh, transcultural, uh, and transtemporal, meaning for all time, through all cultures, marriage is a good thing for men and women. It's designed by God. It's pre-sin, uh, uh, this designed by God. And marriage itself can be a place of flourishing for both women and men. But husbands need to really love sacrificially. Women need to learn that they really bless men if they're on their team and not using marriage to subjugate the man. Now, you might think that's a crazy thing to say because there is a way that men use marriage to subjugate women, right? Cage a woman in. Certainly feminists have protested. This is interesting to me, Jesse, is it not? You have radical feminism and MGTOWs both hating the institution yeah. of marriage, both because they think it's a prison. For the for, same reason, But right? for the same yeah. reason, but in the opposite direction. Right. I don't know if this is just a weird historical moment uh, or maybe both of those uh, polar opposites are seeing marriage wrongly yeah. uh, and what it really is. And, and they both are in some ways seeing rightly in the sense of 
you can uh, you can find data, right? You can find anecdotal evidence. You can look around. You can have your own experiences. And if it goes wrong, you know, you can say, "Well, this was caged me in, or my mom in, or my or my yeah, dad in." Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And so it's more in some ways, it's almost an interpretation issue, right? There's the lens that they're seeing it through is just clouded and and wrong. And it seems like uh, from a historical perspective. Uh, the location of power, both economically uh, and in terms of sovereignty, yeah, um, perhaps perhaps is now shifted some where where uh, the the empowerment that some guys are afraid of that women have now, perhaps they're uh, a little little intimidated, wrongly intimidated because uh, we want to see the ladies flourish and do well, um, and then historically men may be holding more of that economic power over women, um, but in both cases. Marriage was not designed, right, to be a power struggle between human beings. Now, two sinners living together, sometimes it feels like that. Yeah. But what, what really uh, is the best of marriage is this mutual submission in covenantal, which is promise-making, promise-keeping, love for one another, understanding what a husband is, what a wife is, and what that divine design is to help us to flourish, and in both those cases, it's not MGTOW, it's not radical feminism, it's not caging up the woman, it's not caging and locking down the man, taking all his resources, hard work and money, and he has no self anymore. It's a giving of oneself in covenantal love by which you know God better yeah. uh, and in worship together with him. Yeah, yeah, and that that's what's so sad about this uh, MGTOW and is this idea the 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 idea of um, common good or human flourishing is completely lost, right? There's not even a, a sense self of it. It's self right. Yeah. It's self protection. It's it's appealing to uh, deep fears and hurts, and then saying that the answer is uh, be self sovereign. The That's answer right. is be selfish and and wall off and. That's right. Uh, and it, and it's sad, but I can see where it's appealing. If you have been deeply hurt or you are afraid or you, you know, or you maybe have a lack of connection with people at all. That's right. Um, and seeing this and talking about this, even today, Reed, it gives me more of a renewed sense of, uh, I would like our church and our family to uh, be the type of community where this just doesn't make sense, right? Like right. I, I want my boys to grow up and think, wow, that's weird. That's right. When they're, when they're, if they were to go to this website, you oh. know, because of what they've seen in a, in a marriage. They would or, see what a grotesque twisting yeah. of what a man is meant to be. Men are meant to serve and to exist to help others. Right. Um, not to simply go in a self-sovereign direction. I'll, uh, I've said this often uh, to friends over the years, young men, older men. I've had it said to me, I've said it here on the podcast many times that there is a reality and revelation of selfishness that happens when you get married. Any premarital couple, you need to tell the guy, hey, you're going to you're going to be realizing how selfish you really are. You're more selfish than you could ever imagine. You could get married uh, and you guys are going to realize that. What are you going to do with that? You're going to go your own way in those moments. Many men do. Same thing happens when you start to have children. You start to realize um, these people need me. And if you know, though, that God made you to be needed in this way and that you're not irrelevant in your masculinity to serve and love and to be strong for people isn't irrelevant, uh, then you can embrace those uh, those callings, those ser- those positions of service. 
If you don't, though, what do you do? You go your own way. People make jokes, midlife crisis, you know, I'm going to get a new wife or a new car and a motorcycle, whatever, because what happens, you get older in life and, and it gets harder. You're tired. People need you. People are taking resources and energy from you. And that, that is your life, right? Um, you either embrace the beauty of that or you dip on it and go your own mm. way. Mm. Years ago, we made a, a little forum in our church's um, social site um, for husbands. I think I called it I'm on a horse. And it was kind of joking about that Old Spice commercial where the guy's like, the tickets are now diamonds. Hello, ladies. That whole commercial. But at the end, he's like, I'm on a horse. And you're like, what the heck is this guy on a horse for? This is the stupidest, funniest, goofiest thing. I loved it. But there's a sense, though, where a man needs to see himself, right, arriving for others. And, man, if you need to see yourself up on a horse for the sake of service and love, we need to do that. And see, here's the reality. The man who knows God, right, who knows God is a present help in a time of trouble. Uh, When that selfish self-sovereignty sin, want to dip on people, comes into our own hearts, knowing that Jesus can help us, give us strength. The Spirit of God can help us arrive to that moment, into the battles that we need to be fighting. And then on the other side of that, here's the thing, men. Before you go your own way, before you end up on the outskirts of life, apart from love, apart from family, uh, think it through because here's the beauty of it. When you don't go your own way, when you follow Jesus into serving others, whether you're married or not, There is a blessing because Jesus taught us if you lose your life for his sake, you will find it. Mm. And the greatest, the greatest, Jesus said, there is a greatest in the kingdom of God, is a servant of all. And when we find, we actually end up finding our life when we lose it in his hand and being used in service to others. Preach. Preach. Don't go your own way, men. Don't go your own way. If I let Jesus find you and take you in a different way. The Gospel Underground is a joint production of Power of Change and the Bonhoeffer House. Review us on iTunes. Hey, we're on Spotify. Jesse, did you know we're on Spotify now? I did that on my last road trip. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> Are you Spotify podcasters? Hit okay. us up. Okay. Look us up. We're there. You can find that link on gospelunderground.org. Send your comments, feedback. Thanks, Jared Lynn from Brown University uh, for sending us a lot of good topics that are coming up here soon. We're going to take up here on the underground. If you've got ideas that you want to hear from us on, send that to info at gospelunderground.org. We are dialogue taking place on the borderlands between the church and culture. We hope to see you out there. Peace. Let's not go our own way, Jesse. Let's go together. Let's go together. Peace.